And I was shown that um, uh, that Lucifer would return, that the UN and the Vatican were going to be completely behind it, again, under false pretenses. He's going to show up and say, I'm here to save the day, right? Uh, and, okay, fine, you know. Yeah, of course, ahead, you can say whatever you want. But I've always hated censorship. It's the internet. Sometimes, you know, once they get you for your first love bite, well, it depends on how aware you are, right? I forgot my bullets. I never had a gun. Here I am left standing. Am I the only one? For what I see, memories have guilted me. I'll never see the sun. Uh, first of all, as you know, the uh, the Anunnaki and the Draco are enemies. Second of all, underneath Baghdad was a stargate that was created by the Anunnaki so that they could transfer from the Jupiter to the Earth. Practitioners that you know some are are good and some use their magic for good and to heal and to help, and others do use it for evil. And you know, in some cases, you know, people really were. This is too much sometimes. From the broken ruins of Babylon. This is End of Days Radio. And I'm Daniel, broadcasting to you all the way from the shimmering Emerald City, right here in the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Today's date is January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you are doing well. I hope your spirits are high. I hope you're ready to do this for a whole nother year. And I do apologize right off the bat. To all of you out there, I said I was going to go on air at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, but somehow everything got discombobulated. I did lose track of my iPad. I forgot which room it was in. So I had to do a little searching, but I did find it. So we are back on track. For those of you that were listening to the live stream, I put on a song and it was on my favorites list. And then I had an episode of the Freeman Fly podcast. And it went right into that because it was after it in my list of favorites. So it went right into the Freeman Fly show. So you guys listening to the live stream must have just been confused as hell. That's not Daniel. Who is that guy? But hey, you know what? Freeman Fly puts on a great show. 
I would put it right up there alongside this show and some of my other favorites like the Higher Side Chats and uh, Clyde Lewis and uh, anybody that goes really hardcore into the deeper end of the pool, I have respect for. Those who put their own lives at risk to, to get this information out, I have nothing but respect for everybody in this particular niche. And let's face it, there's not a whole lot of people doing it. I'm always trying to encourage others to get in on it, but sadly, this type of topic can be quite scary, it can be quite negative, and a lot of people shy away from it. Why would you want to talk about scary stuff like this when you can talk about My Little Pony or Legos or something like that, right? I know there's a podcast about Legos. I know there is. You know, one time when I was, not to go off track, but I was working a type of job where I'd have to go out to people's homes. You know, there's a lot of types of jobs like that. But this guy had Lego stuff everywhere, like every square inch of his apartment was covered in these Legos playsets. It was just him and his cat and a bunch of Legos playsets. And you know, I'm kind of a nerd. I'm kind of a nerd. I got nerdy stuff, comic books, video games, pro wrestling crap. I'm kind of a nerd and I admit it. There's no shame in it. I like interesting stuff. I like interesting nerdy stuff. But this guy, this guy was on a whole nother level. I mean, he just had the Legos. And, you know, if you're into, like, tabletop games or Magic the Gathering cards or whatever, I, I can totally get that. But, man, just Legos, that, that is hardcore. I mean, your whole world is just revolving around these Legos playsets. And I kind of get it because I played with Legos as a kid. And Legos are fun because you can do just about anything with them. But... I mean, there was a point when Legos just weren't as fun anymore. You know, you started to get into the gaming and stuff like that. But yet you have these people that they're still all about the Legos. But you know what? God bless them. God bless all of them. Because different strokes for different folks. And we are all here to realize our own individual destinies. Even if yours happens to be a Lego destiny. Excuse me for a second. I need to drink a delicious sip of this coffee. Mmm. Mmm. For those of you that don't know, coffee is really big this time of year, and in this area, it's very big. It's very hard to resist a warm cup of joe on a cold winter morning. It just does so much for you. It warms you up. It gets you ready for the day, but it can become quite addicting. As many of you know, this show, this New Year's special, this is a completely guest-free show. Meaning, like I promised, we are going to be doing shows like this where I just go on air, whether I've got a guest or not. Because what I realized was, is this show is bigger than that. It's more than just an interview show. It's a show. And it should go on whether there's a guest or not. And by making it too much about the guests and stuff like that, it it becomes very much like all the other shows out there. Which are fine. Some people like that interview format. They always want to have a guest on. But me, uh, sometimes I just like to hop on air and just kind of free flow a bit. It's just a show. You know, it's not It's not like we are trying to change the world here. Just get that, get a little bit of knowledge out there and ignite a few hearts out there, light a few candles. But uh, that's the most we can expect is to just ignite a few souls out there 
and spread this knowledge. If we don't always have some big major guests, it's no big deal. In fact, to be honest with you guys, I like having people that are just normal everyday people better sometimes because it's original. Um, a lot of these authors and people like that, they go around, they make the rounds, they go on coast, they go on all the big podcasts and, and, th- and that's kind of the same thing, just repeating over and over. You know, one interview sounds like the next, but when you actually have somebody on that has an original story, especially if it's somebody that wouldn't normally come on on a show like this, I think that is really a special trait. And that's what we've been focusing on lately. But I do want to kind of get more into the big guests a little bit. So this month, we're going to be contacting some big names. I'm already talking to some of them. And also, we want to do another magic theme month. I don't know if it's going to be this month or next month. I'm still thinking about it. But a lot of you... You know, a lot of you have come to me and you said, uh, uh, you know, you've given me your own thoughts on the magical world and what magic is. And I feel like we're starting to get something going here. Like we're starting to get an interest going, a back and forth. Uh, a few people are talking about it a bit more. This is a very taboo subject. So when it, whenever you mention magic to a, a normal person, a normal person per se, you know, they kind of freak out because it's too weird. It's unbelievable. It's it's just, you know, they think all kinds of stuff about you. Like you're one of these LARP people that wears the robe and plays with a magic wand and pretends to do spells. That's kind of what they probably see you as, right? But there's way more to it than that. And I think that the magic month that we already had was a huge success. I got nothing but positive feedback about it. It was different. It was something new. It's something that no other show is doing. So uh, I want to do it again, or maybe not even do a magic month. Maybe just make a concerted effort to go into it a little bit each month, something like that. I'm still thinking about it, but definitely one thing that I realize is that a lot of podcasts out there are paranormal podcasts. You would call them paranormal podcasts. This is not a paranormal podcast. This is a show about magic. It always has been and always will be. As I sip from my magical coffee, which gives me the powers that I need, the powers to irritate everybody with my nonstop rambling. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll slow it down. <sighs> pregnant woman breasts, pregnant woman breasts, <laughs> or I mean, giving birth breasts. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot to get here, get to here. I've got a lot to talk about, and as you know, sometimes it's hard to really decide where you want to go first, but let me put this out there. For those of you listening live, remember you can go to endofdaysradio.com for everything End of Days Radio, and also please call in. This is a, we're going to be taking calls this whole show. I know I put the word out there kind of late, I just told you guys I was doing this show like two days ago, so I wouldn't expect there to be a bunch of live callers or anything like that. That's my fault. I should have promoted it more. But in case you are listening and you'd like to call in, you can call in at any time. That's 209-348-9810 or NinjaShoes777 on Skype. Once again, that's 209-348-9810. And if you'd like to call in and tell me your New Year's resolution, that would be very cool. Love hearing stuff like that. Or if you want to talk about your favorite end of days radio episode of the year or anybody that you'd like to see come on or you can call and talk about anything. Shoot the shit. Talk about anything. 
Some of you guys, I know you're afraid to call in. You're like, oh no, I'll call and then I'll freeze up, but I won't know what to say. I'm too nervous. Nobody wants to listen to me. I'm not special enough. I'm not special. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, wow. Let's see here. So I did want to talk about where we're going next. I do want to talk about this. We kind of got into a little bit. So this show is always evolving. It's always changing. Uh, it's come pretty far in comparison to what it started as. It's gone through a lot of changes. As many as, as many of you know, this show is just, it's always evolving. Let's put it that way. Simple enough, right? Um, I do want to take things a little bit more seriously this 2018 and one of my most major difficulties ha- has been finding that balance because I will get really into my day job or really into guitar and really into other things. And next thing I know, I'm not putting my all into the show anymore. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that it's not possible to juggle a bazillion things at once, but I realize I can't allow myself to get too distracted because there are people out there you lovely souls out there that are looking forward to hearing this show at least once a week. And if I'm not able to provide that for you, I feel really bad. And, you know, I'll think to myself like, oh, I'll just push it off another week and do twice as good next week. But no, that's not good enough. We cannot skip days. If anything, I should be trying to do two shows a week, if that's even possible, given my day job, blah, blah, blah. But I do want to do more shows. I'm going to, my New Year's resolution is to do way more shows because anytime I go off the air for too long, I start hearing it. Daniel, where are you? Daniel, when's your next show? What's going on? <laughs> What's your next show about? I, I just start getting hit left and right. And I feel so bad because it just really wakes me up and makes me aware of how many listeners there are out there and how big a part of their lives that they're making the show. So I'm going to make a promise to you guys that I, what has happened the past couple months is never going to happen again. We're just going to go crazy ape shit from here on out. And you know, part of it is, this is a one person show. I do everything, everything top to bottom. It wasn't always like this, as many of you longtime fans know. It used to be split amongst multiple people, and now the whole burden is on me. But more and more as I do this, I find ways to save time and ways to uh, do things more efficiently, which is something that you guys should be doing too, whatever you're into. Because like I said, I've said this a million times, if you're a listener of this show, one of the requirements is you have got to have something of your own. I don't care if it's a podcast. I don't care if you like drawing on a notebook, paper, I don't care if you like making music. I don't care if you just like to meditate or use your imagination. But everybody that listens to this show has to have some kind of form of magic, some form of art that they are working on. It's a prerequisite, baby. So whatever that is, I want all of you guys to remember that I'm not looking for followers. I'm not looking to start a cult. I'm not looking to elevate myself or put myself above others or be some sort of leader. The only thing that I wish to do is ignite that fire in your heart and get you to maximize your own potential, which really is limitless. Like that movie Limitless? Yes, that is you. 
I want everybody to understand that there are really no limits. I know that sounds very Matrixy. I totally get that. And I know that movie is so old at this point, but it's true. We got to see past our limitations. We've got to. It's our only chance. Look, look what's going on in this world around us. We have no control over this madness. But we can. We can take it back. The whole shebang. We can take it back. It can be ours. We can be in control of our own destinies. Not David Rothschild. Not Bill Gates. None of those people. Not the Queen of England. Not the reptilians. Not Lucifer. Whoever it is, right? Whoever's the ultimate big bad evil behind the curtain. Whoever it is. And I don't know. I don't know what's ultimately there. But we gotta take... We got to take our destinies back. We got to take our freedom back. We have to take our godhood back. And the way that we do that is by reigniting that god spark inside all of us. Like in Transformers, do they call it, what's it called? Is it called the uh, god spark or something like that? Um, what is it called? The, the matrix, the energy matrix. There's a lot of symbolism in that movie, but uh, there is a thing that they have where optimus prime has it i think it's called the all spark or something like that we got to get that back that connection to source that uh that thing inside of you that spirit that heart inside of you where all the creative energy comes from we got to make sure that that flame is nice and strong because what the bad guys are doing is they're trying to snuff out that little flame that little spark inside of us and the more they do that, the more they can steal that godhood, they can steal that energy from us, and they can control where our society is headed and our species is headed. They can control that once they're able to do that. That's why they fuck with you. Why do you think the gang stalking happens? It's to snuff out that spark. Why do you think you get depressed? Why do you think you feel alone? Why do you think your best friends and your family constantly backstabs you or, or makes you feel inferior? That's why. Because we are all surrounded by this matrix. We are all surrounded by the web. These things will look for any weakness that they can get a hold of in order to use against us. We all have an Achilles heel. Me, you, everybody. And the best way that we can fight against this is by, once again, keeping that little flame in your heart strong and creating something. Because when you create... That's when your your true self and your godhood is most apparent. That artwork that you create, that's coming straight from source. That's coming from your higher self. That's coming from the, the ultimate manifestation of who you are and the creativity and the power that you are capable of. So by all means, express yourself. And hey, I get it. I totally get it. I get that we have to pay our bills. A lot of you guys got kids out there. I totally understand that. Kids cost a lot of money. They take a lot of time. And once you start popping out babies, it's all about them. I totally understand that. Not everybody has time to you know, go, on, go online and research stuff or, or, or write music or do anything like that. I totally get that. But hey, you know what you can do? Why don't you wake your kids up? Or, <laughs> or maybe prevent them from being put to sleep by the mind control and all of that out there. That's one thing you can do if you're a parent. I'm not saying brainwash your kids to be a freak like me, but you know what I'm saying? Educate them. Teach them that there's many versions of history, that there's many versions of reality, and to not trust the government, 
to not trust authority. That you are your own authority. Teach them that. Teach them to be free. Teach them that they have power. That's something that you can do. That's Hey, that might even go further than some of this other stuff. So don't think because you are busy and you have kids that you cannot do this. And also, if you're just a workaholic, hey, I'm a workaholic. I'll be the first one to tell you that. I'm a working man. I'm Dan the working man. I'm Dan the all-American working man. Blue-collar guy with that twinkle in his eye. That's me. I, I totally get it. We work hard and we get tired because every year the dollar gets a little thinner. Instead of a dollar to buy an egg, it costs $2. And we all got to work harder and harder each and every year. That's part of the game that they're playing against us. They give us less and less as time goes on. They thin out the herd. That's the game that they're playing. And it's evident right here on the ground floor with inflation and the banking and all that. But I totally get it. We got to pay our bills. We've got to eat. And besides that, there's nothing wrong with just wanting to have success in your life. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make money or have success. You should be doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But sometimes I... It's so hard to explain to you guys. It's almost like the spell just comes right back over me. The spell of reality, of of real life, so-called real life, which is fake, by the way. I get sucked right back into the machine, right back into the belly of the beast. And it's all about, oh, I got to make money. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, your ego gets a hold of you. You start to think, oh, oh, my God. Never mind the reptilians. I got to make some money, right? <laughs> I totally get that. And the more you focus on making money, the more you become entrapped in that spell. Because really, the money, it is a spell. Why do you think it's full of all that symbiology? Why do you think there's all these, all these funny little conspiracies going on around the money? Because it's very important. It's a spell. That's how they pull you back into the matrix. Because you got to survive. And the ego is your survival instinct. And they can trigger that ego by making sure that you're always barely making it. And if they can keep you there, they can keep you distracted. They can keep you under thumb. Why do you think we all have to have a job, a J-O-B? Why do you think that we have to make money? That's why. I mean, I should just be able to like sit on my ass all day and smoke pot, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But really, if if we had a perfect society, we would have jobs, of course we would, but we'd spend a lot of our time in leisure, in art, and things like that. We'd probably all work like four hours a day. I think I've read studies on this. The American Indians, they would only work a total of like four hours a day gathering and hunting and stuff like that. And of course, certain times of year, they'd work harder, like uh, they'd have to catch a bunch of fish and then dry them, and that would be their supply for the winter. But it's not like they were working that hard, were they? I mean, you just live in a teepee. How much could that possibly take to keep together? <laughs> right? It's not like you got to buy toilet paper. There's leaves. Be a man. Use your hand. Anyways, 
God, I just totally went off track and started rambling, didn't I? Yikes. Okay, let's get let's get uh straightened out here. Remember that call numbers two and nine three four eight nine eight one zero. Why don't we go ahead and listen to a no 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 no. Let's go ahead and read a letter from a listener. Let's see what y'all got to say out there. Let's start out with a weird one. Hello, Daniel. <clears throat> this this letter comes from Kevlin. Kevlin S. He asks, Hello, Daniel. Do you believe bestiality to be evil? Yes, I do. Yes, of course. Why would you even ask me about that? I get that this is a totally uncensored, bare-knuckle, rate-it, Z show, I get that, but I don't really want to talk about people having intercourse with furry animals. That is just sick. That is demonic. That is like, that is like the orgy with the goat. That is just like the, the most sick, sick thing that you could possibly do with yourself. And I think that that's like rape too, isn't it? Because it's not like an animal can say, oh, let's hop in bed together. They're a freaking animal. They don't know what's going on. Why would you want to do that? Like what part of the brain is causing that to happen? Is that because you feel like you're a bunny rabbit inside or you feel like you're a dog inside or what is the deal there? Why would you ever? (laughs) And you know, what's crazy about that is, I mean, when I was, when I was younger, like back in the nineties, when the internet first came around, of course, I like, you know, you're a kid and you're curious and you type in like, bestiality into search engines and stuff like that just because you want to like laugh with your friends and the worst part of this is a lot of those women are actually really attractive and you think like you think like society is so statusy and the hot chicks they only want to hang out with the rich guys and the bad boys that ain't true you give them enough money they'll hang out with the freaking boa constrictor or the Hamel the pig or the cow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, what's going on there? Are, are hot chicks all doing animals nowadays? <laughs> Has society changed that much? <laughs> oh, God. I, I No, I'm sorry. It just blows me away that they could even be remotely attractive and be doing that. Because you think the hot girl doesn't need to do that. Like, she's going to marry a rich guy or become a model. Oh, I guess she did become a model. So what am I even saying? <laughs> oh, yikes. And, oh, I don't even know if I should say this, but the worst part of that is, you guys remember that Mr. Hands guy, right? He lived in my area. His name was Kenneth Pinion, and he had a little local farm with a bunch of bestiality people, and they were having intercourse with animals, and somebody posted the video online of him getting done by a horse and it just like ripped his insides open and he had he actually died from that oh sorry i had to pause there for a second because i actually saw the video and the image was coming back to me and i was just like oh my god i i just don't understand it i mean i get that people have these questions for me like they think it's funny to write in with these ridiculous questions but 
my answer really is yes. I think it's a, it's evil. You should not be doing that. And the, the, the truth is that there are some sick people out there. And a lot of times these people are isolated from society and they just, they're so crazy. They just, it's gotta be a form of like self abuse, right? Like you're just, you hate yourself so much. You're going to do a dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's change the subject. Let's get off of this. Okay. <laughs> so you fans of politically cracked out there, you liberal PC people. Do do you guys watch Doctor Who? You know who I'm talking about? Doctor Who, the uh British sci-fi television series that's been going on since like what the 60s. And the doctor, he flies around in that telephone booth that's bigger on the inside and he can time travel and go anywhere in the universe. Pretty badass show, right? I started watching the new series in 2005 when they brought it back and they've gone through a lot of different doctors. I really love that show because a lot of the themes in that show are the same themes in this show. Even though that show is science fiction, somehow that just works out, right? Time travel, time wars, aliens manipulating the timeline, aliens disguised as humans on Earth, good aliens trying to help, having hope, stuff like that. Well, the thing that they're doing now... Oh, actually, let me explain this. So, the reason they've been able to keep the same character, the Doctor, his name's the Doctor, not Doctor Who, the reason they've been able to keep him going for so long is because every so often he'll die and he'll regenerate meaning they bring in a brand new actor to replace the existing actor to keep playing the same character the doctor did that make sense did i explain that horribly every so many seasons they'll replace the actor playing the doctor there that's much easier to understand so what they're doing now is for the first time in history they're going to make the doctor a woman and uh, I'm going to watch it. I'll I'll say that first. I am going to watch it. I'm going to give it a chance. I, I'm not going to not watch it out of protest or to be a stick in the mud or anything like that. But come on, people. Stop with the politically cracked stuff. The doctor is a dude. He's always been a dude. You don't need to turn him transgendered. <laughs> He's a dude. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with him being a woman. Of course, it's fine. It's just, do we have to change a character's gender just to get ratings or get attention or conform to this very politically correct era in society do we have to take every single thing that we like every tv show every comic book and turn it into a social justice warrior thing it's kind of annoying right it's not that i'm against uh, progress or anything like that. I'm, I'm not against uh, having different types of characters on a show or having a female lead or anything like that. Some of my favorite stuff has female leads. I'm a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? That's like a totally feminist type of show, right? But just like I wouldn't want a dude to go in there and become the new Buffy, <laughs> I wouldn't want a woman to come in and become the new doctor because the doctor is a guy. I just don't think you should mess with stuff. 
the state this don't if it's not broke don't fix it don't mess with something that's working and like i said i'm gonna watch it i'm not gonna be an ass about it i'm still gonna watch it i love the daleks and the cyberman and all of that stuff and if you don't watch doctor who you probably should but i'm just getting a little tired of everything going the pc route not saying that i am against political correctness but it goes too far like anything too much is too much ice cream you can eat too much ice cream well you can have too much social justice crap and it gets annoying after a while because it starts to just seep into everything that you like and something that was innocent that you were just interested in for purely entertainment purposes it's getting turned into a political vehicle and a mechanism for the producers or the writers or whoever to push their ideas and beliefs onto you, it kind of interferes with the pure entertainment aspect. Isn't that true? I mean, if I was to watch, if I was to watch this horrible, violent movie, I mean, that's my choice to watch it, right? I'm just watching it to be entertained. I don't need someone to come in and say, Oh, don't watch that. That's violent. That's bad. It's going to make you violent. No, I'm not going to become violent. I don't care if I watched it when I was nine years old. I'm not going to go start hitting the other kids with sticks because I understand the difference between right and wrong. I don't need anybody to tell me how to think or what to believe or anybody to manipulate my opinion or anything like that. I would rather just go off my own conscience. All right, let's, why don't we do a new story since we're, Getting all depressed about the new the new season of Doctor Who. <laughs> Let's talk about something a little bit more happy, like the awful things going on in the world. Oh, this is important. So this is from the Huffington Post. We're going to get into the news a little bit. I do have some news stories that I want to talk about. I'm not sure how long we're going to go today. Obviously... Being that there's no guests, I'm not going to go on for hours and hours and hours. I would not expect you to listen to me vomit my opinions out for that long. <laughs> Speaking of vomit, this from the HuffingtonPost.com, mysterious marijuana-related illness popping up in emergency rooms. The vomiting illness is increasing in states with legal pot. Oh, let's, let's read this. It's about pot. It's about throwing up. Sounds interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. A mysterious marijuana-related illness is popping up with increasing frequency in hospital emergency rooms, particularly in states where cannabis is now legal. This is my news person voice, by the way. The symptoms are, are severe abdominal pain and violent vomiting, and most doctors are initially stumped when they encounter patients with the problem. The illness is cannabinoid hyperemis syndrome, which is linked to heavy long-term use of marijuana, according to experts. For some reason, the nausea and vomiting of CHS can be relieved with hot showers or baths, which can serve as an important hint for physicians trying to diagnose a patient. The condition is especially puzzling considering cannabis accepted regulation as an anti-nausea agent. Two cannabinoid-based medications are FDA-approved for alleviating nausea in people undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. While nausea is a common reason for doctors to prescribe cannabis in states that have legalized medical marijuana. Since 2009, when the federal government relaxed its stance on medical marijuana, emergency room diagnosis for CHS in two of Colorado's hospitals nearly doubled, according to a study authored by Dr. Kenneth Hurd, a physician at the University of Colorado Hospital. <sighs> 
okay, I can't keep reading that. So <clears throat> the idea is that this horrible nausea thing where you throw up and you feel sick and you got to take a hot shower, it's starting to happen when people smoke pot and it's happening more and more. And it's very interesting that, well, this is a long article, jeez. Nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain. Wow. Science behind it is not clear. But the idea is that people are getting sick. Not everybody, but just a small percentage of people smoking the pot in the legal states. And what's also interesting is we did have a listener of the show who had this happen to her like way, 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 way before anybody was even talking about this. Her name was Darby. Darby Jude, to be specific, and she had this, it sounds like, and this was, what, a year and a half ago, something like that, and the doctors were trying to figure out what was wrong with her, and somehow it turned into it was the weed, it was the pot, so I thought that would be interesting to talk about a little bit, and I totally don't even doubt that it's happening especially given that a lot of the pot out there look i know a lot about pot right not as much as i used to i know there's been a lot of changes a lot of new discoveries a lot of new science but still i i know i know pot right probably too much i probably shouldn't even know this much about it but (laughs) the truth is that it isn't perfect It does have its negatives. It does have its downsides. And one of the major negatives is a lot of people grow this stuff with what's called synthetic fertilizer. Uh, It's oil-based, petroleum-based fertilizers that are chemical in nature. They don't come from the natural world. Like a natural type of fertilizer would be poop, a.k.a. shit, a.k.a. feces. Like chicken shit, that's fertilizer. Cow poop, that's fertilizer. Um, things that are rotting, compost, that's fertilizer. But the types of fertilizers that you get in a bottle, like the chemical smelling, weird colored stuff, it's really bad for your health because it shows up in trace amounts in our food and in pot too. And I would venture to think that that probably has something to do with it because I've Back when I used to smoke pot, now I just eat it, but back when I used to smoke it, I would smoke the organic stuff and I would smoke the non-organic and the non-organic would always give me like these chest pains and uh, make me feel a certain way. It would obviously damage my body much more, especially my lungs. You could feel it in your system, even if it's just small amounts, it's just not good. I, I personally think that in a perfect world, everybody who does pot would not smoke it. They would just eat it, and they would only eat organic stuff. And I'm not saying that that would solve this issue. I'm not that short-sighted, believe me. I get that this is a real thing, and it could be caused many different ways, but uh, your body's balance is very specific, and a lot of things can throw off that biorhythm. You got to eat. You know, it, it could be so many different things, so many different things. It could it could have something to do with the coughing, the inhalation, but I would really recommend if you are going to do pot, just eat it and try to try to do the organic stuff. But 
I think at least if you're eating it, even if it does have the synthetic fertilizer in it, that maybe you're cooking it out, or I don't know. At least you're not lighting it on fire and inhaling the smoke from those fertilizers. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's very cancerous sounding in itself. Uh, cigarettes. Oh my God. So many people smoke cigarettes and all of you guys that are smokers out there, I'm not trying to offend you. So don't get offended. I used to smoke. I smoked for three years of my life. Daniel, how did you get started smoking? You don't seem like the type of person that would smoke. Oh, well, the reason it happened was I was in high school. I think I was like senior year and I was hanging out with the stoners a lot of these people played in bands or they were they were gangsters or, or wannabe gangsters, I should say, or, you know, the typical high school groups that were around in the late 90s and early 2000s. And, yeah. Sorry, I need some coffee. So I would hang out with people like that. And I was hanging out with some girls for a while that would smoke cigarettes and we would drink, and I would smoke their cigarettes. They'd pass them over to me, and I got addicted that way. I'm sure a lot of you have similar stories. And I smoked for about three years. Spend five bucks a day on a pack, smoke a pack a day. Just ridiculously expensive. You spend like, what, two, three hundred dollars a month? Oh my God. But <laughs> that was a lot of money that I was paying out to kill myself. And I loved a cigarette. Like, I'd smoke. I'd smoke some pot, like I'd take a bong rib, but then I'd smoke a cigarette. And I wonder why I can't breathe nowadays. <laughs> oh, God, I was so stupid. If I could only go back in time and take my spirit and put it in the body of my younger self and do everything over, do everything over, make all the right moves. But that's not reality, is it? We got to live, we got to learn, et cetera, et cetera. But so I smoked for like three years and... I was starting to get pneumonia really bad. And basically the doctor told me I had to quit because I was going to die. <laughs> so that was motivation. And I kept smoking pot for years. And finally I just got rid of that too, because as some of you guys know, as some of you guys know, I was trying to, I was like a wannabe MMA fighter for a little while. Like I never actually did it, but I was taking lessons and that, Smoking anything, smoking anything, it really slows you down. Like all that hard work you put in the gym, building your cardio, if you smoke anything, it just goes right out the window and uh, it really puts things in, into perspective of how ridiculous it is and how much it actually does hurt your body. And you don't have to be an athlete or a fighter or anything like that. I'm not a fighter. I wouldn't consider myself to be. But I, I do consider myself to be a martial artist because I'm interested in it and I, it, and, and being interested in martial arts is something that goes on your whole life and you can learn many different ways. You can learn from books, YouTube. Uh, the best way, of course, is to actually go into the gym and train. But if you're just interested and you pay attention and you read and you, you learn, you know, learn from anybody and anywhere from watching fights or even movies or, you know, anything. I think that you're a martial artist, but that's one dream that I'm probably never going to be able to accomplish. And that's fine. I can't be everything, but what I can do is I can keep my compass pointed in the right direction. I can take care of my body because that's important no matter who you are. And smoking, smoking anything is bad for you. 
And a lot of you young folk, you you potheads out there that love this show, don't hate me because I'm saying this. Don't think I'm trying to be your parent or tell you what to do or anything like that. But don't smoke. Don't smoke pot. Don't smoke cigarettes. Seriously. You will save yourself so much pain and literal physical heartache by not smoking anything. If you just, you want to do pot, that's fine. Eat it. It's better. It lasts longer. It's less stinky and dirty. You won't get sick. You won't hurt your cardio. You'll you'll be in such better health. You'll get five times as high. <laughs> Trust me. That's the way to do it. Just learn how to do it and do it. Don't smoke anything. Take care of your body. Your body is a temple. Your body is important. It, it, is, it isn't the real you. Of course not. It's just a shell or an avatar. But you only get one in this life, so take care of it. Don't smoke anything. Wow, that went off track, didn't it? Okay, let's get back into our topics. So since this is a since this is a New Year's show, I did want to talk a little bit about the show and a little bit about me and a lot of you guys kind of know who I am, you know the show, you know what this is all about, but a lot of you guys just started listening, and I totally get that, so sometimes people will ask me who my inspirations have been, and why why I'm doing this show, what it's supposed to be, etc., etc. So number one, the purpose of this show is it needs to be an outlet, an outlet for people that are having issues like they have paranormal activity in the home, they have gang stalking going on, uh, maybe they have some kind of smoking gun information, uh, people that have something going on, they know something, they want to put something out there. This is a platform for them. It's a way for people that wouldn't have any way to get their message out. It's a way for people to get that message out. And if sometimes these people are writing books and doing stuff like that, and that's fine because we all have to make a living and it's really hard to have a normal day job and then be somebody that's speaking about these things on the side. It just, it doesn't work. I mean, doing this show has certainly taught me that you only have so much time in the day, right? So um, hopefully we have a good mix between people that are just ground floor, everyday individuals and the authors and the big names and people like that. Hopefully we have a good mix. So that's number one. To wake people up, to spread knowledge of magic and the occult, of the reality of conspiracies, that reality might be ultimately fake. That is number one. I'm not the only person doing that, absolutely. And shout out to all of those brothers and sisters out there doing the same thing. Uh, and secondly, secondly, this show, I would say, obviously very inspired by Coast to Coast AM. Hearing that show for the first time definitely changed my life. There's two radio shows that are top dogs for me. That's Art Bell, the original Coast to Coast, and of course, Howard Stern, who is the king of all media who reshaped society, who pushed the envelope. So many people look up to him, Howard Stern. Comedians, radio people, movie makers, they look up to Howard Stern. The other thing would be 
pro wrestling, believe it or not. Because when I was in high school and post-high high school, pro wrestling was going through something called the Attitude Era. And witnessing that firsthand, being a fan when I was that age, it really shaped who, who I am. When I think about what I want this show to do, I want it to push the envelope. I want it to draw a crowd. I want it to be a place where we can have some attitude. There's a lot of that attitude era in me still. So those three things have been my major inspirations for End of Days Radio. And also, of course, my own paranormal experiences which I have talked about quite a bit. I, I know some of you new listeners would like me to just go over them again and again and maybe just do a show where I just lay them all out. But I have had some seriously weird crap happen to me, and it, it started at an early age, and it continues. I would say something happens every two to three months. Usually it's nothing major, like... I'll have a precognitive dream. I'll see something that's going to happen. And and that's common, right? It probably happens to everybody. I'll have something like that happen, or it, it might be some crazy chemtrails, or it could be some kind of electronic harassment. Uh, there's been times where I've, I've dealt with entities and things like that. Uh, there's a lot that I... There's a lot that I'm still not totally comfortable talking about on the show, and it hurts me to think that because I want to be completely real with all of you out there. But when I think about some of the stuff that's happened, it really does send a shiver down my spine because it really just represents the chaos out there and how we really just don't even know what the hell's going on in our books and our authorities and in our intellectuals and the universities and people like that, they, they tell us what is real and what's not. And they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about, to be quite honest. More and more, we just realize that everything is connected. And even the world of science, the, the hard physical world of science, the universities, now they admit that things can be connected through space and time. Particles can be connected to each other. So if they're admitting it, if they're admitting how strange and weird everything is, I think it's time for the rest of us to catch up and stop denying the paranormal and the supernatural and stop denying the role of magic. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. And I, I've been one of, I'm one of the individuals that was tasked back during that 2012 timeframe with getting certain information out there because you know, what's going on. It's, it's a movement that's happening and, and, and it is bigger than me and it's bigger than the show. It's something that's actually happening on this planet in this world. There's a new wave of spirituality emerging. And part of, part of it is this knowledge that the secret societies have had throughout the ages. It's, it's coming to fruition. It's, it's being made available to the public because of the internet. Really? It's hard to hide these secrets anymore. And one of the things they do is they send out a bunch of disinformation along with it to confuse everybody and muddy the waters. But I am one of the people that's been tasked with getting this information out there. I know that sounds completely insane, but 
that's what that's what my own intuitions have told me and that is the reason the primary reason why this show exists and this coming year i do want to take it to a whole new level i'd like to see this show really pick up i'd like to see it become more than just the grassroots fringe underground thing that it is i know some of you like it that way like you you like the feeling of having this little secret and i do too i do too believe me i like having it the show be like a little secret club or a little secret cult as you will but it's time to push things forward it's time that we reach more individuals it's time to i got to stop limiting myself because i'm as guilty of it as all of you out there, I don't think I have the time. I don't think I have the energy. I don't think I'm good enough. We all have that limiting voice inside of us, right? That's what sports psychologists talk about, that limiting voice, that little voice that tells you you can't, that tries to slow you down and hold you back. Just ignore it. Ignore it. Keep pushing. Give it your all. That's what I'm going to try to do this coming year. I'm going to give it my all. We're going to do some major things. I've had my ups and downs with this. Believe me, I have. I've had my ups and downs. But as time progresses, I realize that I'm not going to be the MMA fighter, right? I'm getting too old. There's nothing, no shame in that, but it's a young man's sport. So I'm probably not going to be that. I'm probably not going to become the next guitar hero. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do a lot of things that I would hope that I could do, but there is something that I can do. I can do this. I can get behind the mic and I can do this. And I know that there's a lot of you out there that enjoy what I'm doing. So it's time to make this the main thing, right? It's time to make this the absolute main thing. This is, I hate to admit it, but this is more important than my own survival even, because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's from Star Trek. <laughs> you know what, though, guys? I need a break. My mouth is drying up from all this coffee. So I'm going to put on some music. And let's see. Uh, hello, and welcome back to End of Days Radio. This is Daniel. Coming at you all the way from the beautiful, forested Pacific Northwest. Broadcasting from Seattle, Washington. This is Daniel, host of End of Days Radio, host and creator of End of Days Radio. This is our New Year's show. This is New Year's Day. The time is 1224 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Once again, that date is January 1st, 2018. Who would have thought that we would make it this far? Who would have thought that? But you know, during our break, I was sipping some more coffee. I went outside to take a little wee, to go a little pee-pee, to empty that lizard, drain that lizard. And I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, you know what I should tell everybody? I should tell everybody the truth that what we all need to do is we need to focus on keeping our vibration up. And we do that by staying positive, by having a positive outlook, 
by not giving up, by not letting our hope get buried, by not letting our self-esteem get crushed, by not letting life's turbulent forces bring us down. You got to keep your head up. Keep your head up. Isn't there a Tupac song like that? You got to keep your head up. Ooh, child, things are going to be... Oh, someone's calling in. Hello. What's going on, Daniel? Oh, my God. Is this him? It's me. It's Todd (laughs) the Bod. (laughs) How are you, brother? How are you? It's Todd the Bod. Some say that he is a god. Yeah. Yep. Some say that. (laughs) Perhaps it's perhaps it's most that say that. Probably most. Yeah. (laughs) How you doing on this New Year's, my man? I'm doing good. I am happy to be on air. Like I said earlier. This show, it's always changing. It's always shape-shifting per se. The smorgasbord of energies is rearranging no, itself. And here we are, New Year's Day. No. And we have no guests, but we are keeping no. going ahead anyways. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you back on. We miss you when you're gone. Yeah, you know, Todd, I'm so sorry that I do that. I don't even know why. I think that... I think that it's the uh, gang stalking. I think they're trying to keep me off air. Yeah, probably. I know. Uh, I know. I can't be there all the time either, which bums me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I try. I try to join you. So, so Todd, but I got to work all the time. <laughs> do you have the day off? No, I'm working. You're working on New Year's <laughs> Day. Totally. Oh, you are such a hard worker, Todd. But I thought I'd call you while I'm working. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> now we do it out here in the work day world. So, so what? What are your plans for the new year, Todd? What are What are you going to do? What What's your big work this year? Well, try to survive these gang stalkers. <laughs> oh. and then uh, try to uh, try to make this. Just try to get uh, this year is going to be my best year of my life. I know, I can tell, feel it. Yeah, I can tell you have a lot of conviction. Totally, totally. It's a rough hole I've been on, but it's going to happen. Shit's going to finally pan out. One way or the other, I'll die. (laughs) 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 Or it'll pan out and then I'll die. I'll finally get that time and space I always wanted to do what I want and then I'll feel over yeah, it's like the guy who finally gets to have sex with the hot girl, and then it's so great he has a heart attack. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I love the show so far, my man. What Thanks. Else? What else you got? Well, so, um, I, I did. I did also. While I have you here, I mean, of course, there's a lot that we could talk about here. But do you have any New Year's resolutions? Um. Hmm. Just to survive 2018. You don't have any bad habits that you want to stop, Todd? You don't want to stop farting no. in bed or anything like that? No, I'm not going to quit smoking. <laughs> the only thing they let you do. Oh, <laughs> <Legally>. Todd. <laughs> did, did you not hear my speech about smoking earlier? I heard your speech, yeah. Are you a smoker? I wasn't, I wasn't uh, moved. <laughs> do you smoke cigarettes? 
I do. Oh, Todd. As many as I can, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you you just very well it might die this year. You might die from the cigarettes. Or the gang stalking. <laughs> yeah, if you... Uh, that's what they're doing. They're keeping you stressed out with the gang stalking, so you have to keep keep smoking the cigarettes, smoking. and <laughs> then you'll be out of the equation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a paradox. And if you do, you have the time to tell me how you got started smoking, Todd? What's that, Daniel? Well, I talked about how I got started smoking. How did you get started smoking? Um, sneaking. Sneaking our, our our friends' parents' cigarettes back when we were about 12, 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get caught? Uh, no. <laughs> how how are your lungs? Terrible Win- Winston's. You ever have one of those old Winston cigarettes? Oh, yeah. The Winston Churchill's. Yeah. God, they're horrible. <laughs> Dear God. But man, they give you a buzz. Ah, you ever have one of those cigarette buzzes when you first start smoking? Oh, of course. I used to smoke those mint flavored Newports. Yeah, oh, God. Menthol, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's like smoking fiberglass. Yeah, Al still smokes menthol. I'm like, God, you're smoking that. It's like gasoline. Yeah, like smoking gasoline. <laughs> so, so, Todd, how much time you got? Do you got time for a news story? I totally got time for a new story because I got my Bluetooth headphones on and I'm working while I'm talking to you. Okay, excellent. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do a new story with you. This is an interesting one. It is from... Oh, geez, what's going on here? So it's from the Chicago Tribune. ChicagoTribune.com. It says Sandy Hook denier Alex Jones showed to be beamed from Chicago's Trump Tower. Prominent conspiracy theorist and Sandy Hook denier Alex Jones will soon be will soon be broadcasting on FM radio from downtown Chicago, according to a radio station owner who has won FCC approval to place a transmitter on the roof of Trump Tower. So Alex Jones is yeah. going to start broadcasting from Trump Tower. What do you think of that? Well, that guy you're talking about that owns that radio station, he's uh, Alex Jones has been having him come on as a as a guest DJ for a couple months now, as a guest host. Oh, really? The guy, yeah, the one that owns that radio station in Chicago. Is that Matt? I forget his Dubiel? name. Matt Dubiel. Matt Dubiel. Matt Dubiel. Yep. So he's been uh, working with Jones for a while. And then, you know, they helped, they've been behind Trump, the Trump people, the Trump campaign the whole time, Alex Jones, pretty much. And uh, so now Matt Dubio, he's went and got that tower on Trump Tower, that uh, radio thing on Trump Tower, the satellite, so they can broadcast from Trump Tower. Yeah, it seems like Alex Jones is, he's all about Donald Trump these days. Yeah, yep. But, you know, all I can say is thank God Donald Trump's president. Because if it would have been Hillary, holy crap. (laughs) So it sounds like overall you're pretty, you're still pretty supportive of the president. You're still on the bandwagon? 
Yeah. Yep. But we got to be real. There is a deep state. There is a secret government that sits behind the president that really didn't want you to know about them. And now that Donald Trump's president, everybody's heard all about them now. So they're not hiding anymore. They're still hiding, but now they're on uh, people's radar. So the world's changed. Most people while back with, oh, there's no secret government. It's been in the news everywhere now. There is a secret government. So Trump, he's, uh, he has to work with them. They're there. They're secret. They got plans and dreams and goals. And whatever Trump wants to do, you know, if it, if it doesn't align with what they want to do, then he's got a fight on his hands. But we all heard his promises during the campaign. And he, uh, he wanted more military. He's for torture. I'm not for torture. Anybody for torture, Jesus Christ. But he was honest about it, at least. He wasn't hiding it. So that's kind of my views there, Daniel. And one of the biggest things in the news right now is Trump. He's supporting, uh, I, I think what it is, is he, he wants Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel. Do, do I have that correct? Yeah, well, no, they want it to be the capital of Israel, Israel does, but that's just, uh, more than anything, that's just a distraction. That's just something to give, give his Christian base so they'll support him. A little tiny group of people really want Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel. It's just a sideshow, Daniel. You don't think this has something to do with the end of days? Well, I know that these people that run the world like to follow the end of days prophecy and scenario, and if they had their way, they would, they'd make it come true, yeah. But I think that's just a psyop, too. And you know, you know, Todd, what's what's really interesting is that Alex Jones, he's been accused of being being some sort of agent that's working for Israel. Yeah, he's always saying people are accusing him of working for Israel. Clyde Lewis says the same thing. He always makes jokes like, let me go talk to my Jewish handlers and I'll get back to you. (laughs) So lots of people say that. And then there's a contingent of people out there that believe that the the Jews run the world (laughs) secretly. Yeah, yeah. I, when this I, thing's way bigger, this thing's way bigger than just Jewish people. Yeah, that's There's a lot of Jewish people involved in it. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That. I agree with you there, Todd. It's definitely not the Jews. Uh, of course, it's yeah. just as much the Catholics and the Vatican, and just as much many many other completely separate organizations and parties like the FBI and the CIA and the NSA. There's so many different factions. Totally. And there's every type of piece, per, person and personality and that holds every type of view that's involved in this thing. And the Freemasons, they have their whole thing too. Oh, totally. Totally. You got, you got you time. You can be a Freemason and be all kinds of other religions. You know, you can be a Freemason and be any, any type of religion. Any type of religious view. 
Do you got time for one more news story, Todd, or you got to get back to work? Oh, totally. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, my man. What you got? Okay, well, speaking of Freemasons, this one's from theguardian.com. It's a UK publication. It says, Freemasons are blocking reform. Freemasons are blocking reform, says police federation leader. Steve White, stepping down as chair, says the society is thwarting progress of women and BAME people, BAME people. Reform and policing is being blocked by members of the Freemasons, and their influence in the service is thwarting the progress of women and people from black and minority ethnic communities, the leader of rank-and-file officers has said. Steve White, who steps down on Monday after three years as chair of the police federation, told The Guardian he was concerned about the continued influence of Freemasons. So what do you think of that? Right here in a normal newspaper publication, somebody is complaining about the influence that these secret societies have. Yeah, old boys clubs, old boy networks that didn't want women at the barbecue and didn't want blacks. They only, you know, the Skull and Bones. You know the Skull and Bones? Oh, yeah, Skull and Bones, for sure. George Bush. Yeah, they they elected, or they brought in their first black members in the early 80s. They had no blacks before the early 80s as a Skull and Bones member. But they started realizing that they better incorporate some black people into their conspiracy and get away with more. Yeah, I remember reading a story of, I think it happened in the 70s, a bunch of students raided their little secret room on campus and they found a bunch of swastikas and stuff like that. Yeah, well, they had, I heard they found all kinds of weird paraphernalia, there's a rumor that they have uh, Geronimo's skull. You know, the famous Indian Geronimo? Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a rumor that they have his skull in there. They definitely had some skulls in there. Real human remains, so. But the whole point is that these secret societies, they're very integrated in not only high-level government, but also local police. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Depending on where you're at, depending on what state, county, country you live in, there's that little group that's in there somewhere that runs it. How the whole world works. Well, Todd, I've had you on the line for a little bit, and I do know that you are a working man just like me, so I'm going to let you get back to it. But please continue listening and definitely look forward to hearing from you again. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, Daniel. Happy New Year, my man, and keep rocking. Happy New Year. I will talk to you again, my friend. All right, peace, my brother. Peace. And there he was. That was Todd the Bod. Oh, my. My, my, my. Such interesting things happening in the world. It is funny when you think about all of these big sweeping moves being made by the president. It does make you wonder, is there some sort of, is there something behind the scenes at work? Who is ultimately to say, maybe it is all a distraction like Todd thinks, or maybe there's more to it. I do find Alex Jones to always be interesting, regardless of if he is what he says he is, or he is something else. He's certainly an interesting character to pay attention to. And who ultimately knows what his motivations are. If he is what he says he is, then, of course, I'm all for 
his whole thing, the prison planet and the info wars and all that. But I often have to wonder about him. There's all these accusations out there and he's, he's always just seemed kind of strange, you know, with the over the top body language and the shouting. And I always get the feeling that he's acting. I am not an actor. I am real. I'm the real deal. Holy filled. Like I like to say, I don't put on a persona to go on air. If anything, I take all of my various personas off. I try to be my truest self that I could possibly be when I'm on air here. I'm an open book. You want to know anything? I promise to be completely honest with you. Because in my opinion, that's the only way that this show could even remotely be truly interesting. So I promise to always be the real I, the real me. But before I was... Before I was talking to Todd, I was getting into something that I still I still kind of want to talk about, and that's keeping your vibration up and staying positive. Because there's a lot going on out there that you guys don't realize that I don't even realize. There's a lot going on. There's things happening in our bodies and our minds that we're not aware of. There's a subconscious and unconscious, and we can't know everything that's going on out there everything going on behind the scenes, everything that other people are thinking about us. We don't even know fully what's going on inside of our own selves all the time. But there's more at work than when, you, when we, <laughs> sorry, there's more at work than we realize. And there are spiritual forces out there and there are anti-spiritual forces out there. and They're all trying to persuade us at all times. And if you are down on yourself, if your perspective has gone black, if you are sinking beneath the line, so to speak, if you are depressed, if you are angry, if you are feeling negative, tired, run down, then chances are your vibration is very low. And it's being pushed lower and lower because that inner spark inside of you is being crushed and smashed down. You are losing your faith in yourself. You are losing your confidence. And that is very bad when that happens. Think of it like you're riding on a wagon and you've got control of the reins and you're steering the horses and all of a sudden the reins just slip out of your hand and all of a sudden the horses are running into the forest and running completely off the road. You don't even know where you're going. You don't know what's happening and you are headed for danger. That's basically what's going on. Once your vibration drops, you go out of sync with the positive forces out there the good spirits, the inspirations, the muses, the angelic, you get out of touch with that. And the more you sink, the more you are vulnerable to the negative element out there, the demonic, the insidious, the black, the evil, (laughs) right? So, When you are in that state, you are vulnerable because you aren't seeing clearly. You don't have your real eyes about you. You cannot see clearly and you are being influenced by your lower self. And you are being influenced by the lower and the negative and the evil elements out there in the universe your alignment has shifted like in a video game, like some of those video games like fable where you can do good and your alignment shifts between good and evil. That's real life. It's like star Wars. There's a good force and the bad force, the dark side, 
And you have to be careful because you can literally slip into that dark side and your thoughts become very dark and your vibration lowers and lowers. You would have to think that a person who's a serial killer or even a person that's homeless or a person whose life is very chaotic, things have slipped out from underneath them and their mind has become nothing but an empty vessel where anything can come along and take over and cause you to do all sorts of horrible things. So you got to keep your vibration up because it keeps that negative element from deceiving you. If your vibration is low, you enter into a resonance. You become like-minded, like attracts like, with negative spirits, with demonic beings, and they become more able to influence you. Some people want that. Some people that are into black magic or voodoo, they actually want that. And it doesn't matter if these things are real or if it's just an entitized version of yourself, if it's just an alternate personality or an aspect of your own consciousness. It doesn't matter because it's equally as powerful regardless. So you got to keep positive. You got to keep your vibration up. Do whatever it takes. Listen to the music that makes you feel good. Don't dwell too much on past mistakes. Listen to your heart, not your head. Don't even listen to your brain. There's too much mind control going on. You can't trust it. You can't trust your own thoughts. You can't trust your own brain, but you can always trust your heart. Listen to your heart, not your head. When you have that positive feeling in your heart, when you have that little fluttery, fluttery, warm, tingling sensation, that's when you know you're on the right track. Follow that. Don't follow the ego. Don't follow your thoughts. Don't follow what goes through your brain. Throw your brain in the trash. Follow your heart. Because there's a lot going on in the human body that we don't even realize. There is an ancient knowledge out there of things like chakras and kundalini, the human aura, the interdimensional nature of our consciousness and our beings. There's a whole lot that our own science doesn't understand. So take care of your body. That's part of it. That's part of keeping your vibration up. Don't let yourself become run down. And don't let anybody get under your skin. In the occult world, sometimes people will use protection spells or they'll they'll picture a bubble around them, an indestructible bubble. Don't let anybody get inside your bubble. Don't let anybody drag you down with their jealousy or their mind games. Don't let anybody bring you down. They can they can take things from you. They can take your job. They can take your possessions. They can take they can take from you, but they can never force you to give up. That's a decision that you have to make. So don't let anybody get inside your bubble. Keep your head up, keep your vibration high. You you know your weaknesses. You know your weaknesses. You know what's gonna set you off. You know what to avoid. And sometimes you got to make a decision. Are you going to stay and fight or are you going to choose flight? If it's not worth it, it's not worth it. And you don't have to fight. So know when it's worth it. When it's worth it, dig your heels in. But know when it's not. Don't let people lure you into these little frivolous conflicts that just wear you down and waste your time and distract you. The more you can avoid that stuff, the better you're going to do. Because then you have energy to feed into the real stuff. We're constantly 
we're constantly being bombarded by upper and lower forces and they manifest in our lives in several ways, synchronicities, dreams. Not all signs come from a higher place. Not all signs come from a lower place. Use discernment. Use your best judgment. Use logic and intuition together. Anyways, <laughs> let's le- let's read another letter from a fan since I'm rambling now. This is a letter from a guy named Arrowcat. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says, hello, end of days. I hear your show all the time. It honestly is the best podcast out there, period. Oh, thank you. It would be even better if you had a black female co-host who could go back and forth with you. Okay, so this is not the first email that I've had like this. Somebody who thinks that there should be more personalities on the show. I totally understand that. Um, Not sure why it has to be a black female (laughs) co-host. I don't know if you're thinking like Robin Quivers or what. Why does it have to be a black female (laughs) co-host? That sounds a little racist there, buddy. But um, I totally get that. I understand that. Shows tend to be better when they have multiple people on and there's a back and forth. Most of the morning radio shows I listen to are like that. And I do think that there is something to like a male and female dynamic on air, like like Regis and Kathy Lee or Regis and Kelly or Kelly and whoever's on there now. Kelly and Ryan Seacrest, is that how it is now? What happened to Kelly anyway? She used to seem so nice and normal. But anyways, I totally get that. I totally get that many people would prefer if there was a co-host or something like that. I'm not arguing with you, but the thing is that this is a show that's completely free. So not only does it not cost you guys money, but it doesn't really make any money either. I mean, sometimes people will, will donate to the show, which is fucking awesome that you guys do that you can do that by going to endofdaysradio.com and clicking on that paypal donut donate button but it's never going to exceed what this show costs to put on so as far as being able to pay people to be on this show that just wouldn't be a possibility if i was going to have somebody on here then i would feel like they need to get paid for their time so it's you know if this show becomes some huge thing and changes in the future and it, it becomes like something that makes profit, then I guess that would be an option, but that's probably not where I would want to go with the show anyways. And I think that there is something to keeping things grassroots and ground floor level and keeping everything free and light and simple. I think there's something to that. So I don't necessarily, I don't know if I would ever do anything like that, but I understand why people say stuff like that. I totally get it. I just don't think that a show of that nature is going to last that long. Uh, It's one thing for one person to be able to get behind the mic week in and week out, but to expect more than one person to make a commitment like that is pretty tough. But yeah, I totally agree. Some of my favorite shows and things like that out there have multiple people on. Absolutely. But one thing that I can say is that I do accept guest hosting on the show. So if you are interested in uh, becoming a guest host for an episode, 
that's fine with me. And isn't that even better if any of you guys can come on here and become a co-host at any time? And it can be a different person every week or every other week or so long as anybody wants to do it. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a lot better than, you know, just having the same people on every week. So, yeah, I'd absolutely do a guest host. Not not all the time. I mean, I wouldn't do it all the time, but I think it's a good idea. I think that'd be pretty cool. The show is always evolving after all. Uh... So I do want to talk about virtual reality. Hold on. Let me get a drink of water. My throat is getting so dry. I'm so sorry about these breaks and pauses. Okay. So (laughs) I have finally tried out VR. I did get the virtual reality headset for the ps4 part of the reason was because they dropped the price it's so cheap right now you can get the ps4 virtual reality set set up which comes with everything you need the camera and the headset you can now get it for 200 dollars if you get the package with the gran turismo game the racing game and this totally ties into everything this is not I'm not talking about toys and shit like that. I'm I'm talking about like the future, right? So I finally tried out virtual reality and oh my God, I am, I'm already addicted. I'm already super addicted. Once I once let me backtrack when the original virtual reality headset came out for the PlayStation four, I wanted to go out and buy it right away, but I was thinking, what if it's just a goofy sort of, fad that doesn't even last and I spent all this money on it and it's not even that cool and you play it for 15 minutes and you get bored with it and that's that right so I just stayed away from it for a long time but after the Black Friday sells and then they dropped the price even more it was like it's 200 bucks so why not just go pick it up I want to try VR so I went out and I got the VR actually somebody got it for me as a Christmas present so I gotta make sure they get their credit (laughs) (laughs) right so um i got that vr headset and right away i was just blown away i don't know what i was expecting but i was not expecting it to look that three-dimensional i guess i didn't fully understand what virtual reality meant i didn't understand i thought i'd be looking around and it would move with whatever direction my head was pointed in but i did not fully understand that this would be true 3d that what you're looking at you would have actual depth perception and be able to see see the depth there. Things look closer and further away. That's what I'm trying to say. You can lean in different directions and see different angles. It is so amazing. I have not been this excited and blown away by any any technology since I was a kid and I played the Nintendo for the first time or played a video game for the first time. That's how much of an impact this has had on me. It truly fools the senses. If you go on a roller coaster, you start to feel sick and nauseous. There's another demo that I tried. And you guys that are really into gaming, I know you've probably already done this a year ago when it originally came out. I totally get that. But it's becoming more exciting because they're releasing more and more software. A lot of it's free. There's one where there's a shark and you're in a shark cage. And the front of the cage gets ripped off and this huge great white shark is circling you. 
and you really feel your heart speed up. You really feel that fear, that anxiety. And there's another game that's completely made for virtual reality, Resident Evil 7. And I couldn't even play that. I was so afraid. I mean, I, I hate to sound like a big giant pussy, but I kept trying to play the game and it was just scaring the shit out of me. I, I couldn't even go downstairs or open up a door because some kind of monster would rush out at me and I'd feel like I was getting raped and I'd start screaming and kicking my legs up and ripping the VR goggles off my face. And and you guys don't tell anybody this. Keep this to yourselves. But I tried the VR porn. I I'm not a pervert or anything like that. I'm I just wanted to see what it looks like because that's so interesting that they would even have that, right? I just I was curious how real it would look. And let me tell you that I'm traumatized. I am traumatized from that. I feel like I feel like I lost my innocence. <laughs> that that is just a little bit too realistic, I guess you could say. It's too real. You like you look around, you see the depth perception, you really see the roundness of the parts and the it looks so much more real because it has that three-dimensional depth and you can look around the room and it truly fools the senses and it really bridges the gap between porno mags and videos and stuff like that and the real thing. I, I wouldn't say that it's like the real thing, but it's like halfway there. You know, once they make some kind of bodysuit or or gloves that can give you a touch sensation and have some kind of scratch and sniff way to incorporate scents and smells, it's going to be like exactly like real life. It's very disturbing. It's disturbing to me because between the gaming aspect and the triple X aspect of the technology, I'm afraid that the entire human race is going to completely go into the machine within the next 10, 15 years. That's how bad this is. Uh, do you guys remember when Robert Stanley came on the show and he was talking about the transhumanism and we're all going to go inside of the machine and it's going to be sex with robots and VR stuff. Uh, after trying this, I'm completely aware of what he's talking about now. That VR thing, it's not like a video game. A video game, a video, video is something you watch on a screen. Virtual reality is a separate reality. It's on a completely different level than watching a movie or watching TV. You're talking about a different reality. And and what are the possibilities? You could have nightclubs that people go to in virtual space. You could have retreats in the woods of a fake woods. You can go and raid a dungeon like World of Warcraft, but you actually get to swing a sword. The possibilities are limitless. So why is anybody going to even want to deal with real life? other than to go to work and make money. But now I'm hearing that pretty soon you'll put the VR goggles on and a robot will, <laughs> you'll actually be able to control a robot that goes into the office and does your job for you while you stay home. <laughs> right? So now you can do your job in VR. And really when you think about, it, let's say you're buying a house and now instead of having a real estate agent there, now you just put on a pair of VR goggles and walk around the house and he shows you around and he's doing it from his house. And how much money do you save not having to drive out there in time? Blah, 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 blah. Will schools be in VR? That might be better, right? Actually see the science played out in front of you. 
the possibilities are endless. And I know that they have one for your computer that's even better than the one for PS4. I'm going to want to try that eventually too because VR is seriously cool. It's seriously addicting. If you have not tried it, please go out and try it. It's 200 bucks for the, you can get a PS4 for like what, 200 bucks. And then it's 200 bucks for the VR. So $400 out the door. You could probably do even better if you go on eBay and get everything used. You could probably get out the door for under 300 and try this virtual reality because it will change your life. Believe me, I, I have to do it like every day and it's, the technology is obviously very young still, so it looks you know it looks kind of blurry and messy, but even still, it's amazing. And to think what it's going to look like. Can you imagine being a kid that's being born right now? So, I mean, so you're a kid that just got born, and by the time you're 15 years old, can you imagine what this VR is going to be like 15 years from now? And I'll still be around. I'll be really old. I'll probably want to be dead by then, but I'll still be around. I can't wait to see where this is headed. And this is coming from somebody that totally gets the whole transhumanism thing. But, but, you know, another aspect of this is I'm kind of worried because I'm doing this show. I'm trying to encourage people to get in touch with their paranormal abilities, uh, you know, astral traveling, telepathy, even telekinesis empathy that's where a lot of it starts just having empathy but i don't see why anybody's even going to bother with any of that stuff once you can replace it with technology why bother why do we need psychic abilities when we can just text each other at any time right we can just facetime a person why do we need to communicate telepathically facetime might even be faster at this point right so why is anybody going to even bother to find out if that's real? We don't, we wouldn't even need it if we had it. We've already replaced it with technology. Same with things like the astral plane. If you have virtual reality, what point is there to the astral plane or the dream world? Yeah, you can do it, anything you want in the dream world, but you can do anything you want in virtual reality and you'll actually be able to remember all of it. So why would anybody do that? So by having us completely hooked on this technology, they also keep us weak because those abilities will atrophy. And that's that's been the name of the game for a while now. They've been trying to circumvent our godhood and our inner power and using technology to do so. And that seems to be the name of the game. That seems to be the plan. I know there's a lot of stuff out there about Flat Earth, some of you get pissed off when I talk about Flat Earth because it just sounds insane and stupid, and how could that even be a possibility? But I'm not even saying the Earth is flat. Hold on, let me get some more water. Jeez, I'm sorry. In radio, you have to have water right next to you. You budding podcasters out there, you got to have water right next to you the whole time. Otherwise, you'll start like lip smacking and stuff like that, which isn't a big deal if you have good equipment like me, but you still don't want to be doing that. But uh, (laughs) where was I? Yeah, uh, if you don't use your abilities, they will atrophy. And really what these negative forces have been trying to do 
is they've been trying to push this technology on us as quick as they can because by getting us addicted to this technology, by making it barely affordable for the common man, they get it, get our whole lives just revolving around it and they can totally control us. Like the cell phones, they've got microphones in them and cameras and they're not even that hard to hack. I know Apple's been really cool about the privacy and about resisting the, the government pressing them to give up information and stuff like that. So shout out to Apple for doing that. Um, you know, I hear all kinds of conspiracy theories around Apple, but hey, I use an iPhone. I'm not on the Android yet. I use an iPhone, so I'm still doing the Apple thing. I think that I think that it's a great company. I mean, look at all the innovation that they've come out with. Ultimately, is there some kind of conspiracy behind it? Of course, there could be, but you know, who ultimately who knows? I know that a guy like Nikolai Tesla, he often said that he was getting his ideas and technologies from somewhere else, some kind of aliens or something like that. So it does make you wonder if this stuff is being inspired in us humans, the technology for whatever reason. But with the, uh, I'm sorry, I totally went off track. So with the flat earth thing, I'm, I'm not saying that the earth is flat. That is, uh, you know, that makes me look nuts if I was to say that. That's stupid. But how do we know it's not a simulation? How do we know we're not already in the virtual reality? How do we know that what we're seeing, the moon and the sun and all of that and the stars, is not some kind of projection or some kind of perceptual illusion? There's no way that we could ultimately know. We do know that in the ancient times, people seem to be very focused on the sky, the sun and the moon and the stars and all of that. So it does seem to have some significance and you can believe NASA with their space probes and their ships that look like they're made out of tinfoil and the vacuum of space that doesn't crush the astronauts very cheap looking suit. We can trust in that stuff and perhaps it is real. Perhaps it is real. Who am I to say I haven't been up there, but unless I actually physically go up there myself until it stops being just out of reach financially for anybody, until we actually see the civilian flights go up and normal people like you and me coming back and saying that it's indeed what they say it is, until that happens, how do we ultimately have that hard proof in front of our face? We can believe a bunch of astronauts that are Freemasons, and we can believe China and Russia, which are full of propaganda. We can believe that the moon landing was indeed real, even though it you can see the uh, the the lights and the reflection and stuff like that, uh, you know, on the uh, facial mask and there's there's all kinds of weird things going on there. Like you should be able to see off into the distance, but it looks like the horizon is like way too close. Like it's all a tiny little stage. There's all kinds of stuff like that, but who knows? Maybe what we're looking at is a big illusion. Maybe this is a simulation. That simulation theory is getting very popular. It could be a simulation inside of a simulation. There does seem to be something like that going on. Reality does seem to be rather arbitrary sometimes. It does seem that we can affect it using what is known as magic. We can affect reality around us. And if you don't want to call it magic, if you just want to call it the power of the word, or the power of advertising or propaganda. You can call it whatever you want. 
but there's a lot of power in perception in illusion in deception and we're surrounded by it all the time and we all seem to be collectively manifesting this reality and those people behind the curtain they know how to take advantage of that they know how to take advantage of the fact that we're all collectively manifesting this all they know how to hack into this thing that we're manifesting and get the most out of it that's why you know, what would you do if you had magical powers? You would probably want to have all the money. And guess what? These people that are into the ritual magic and stuff like that, they seem to have all the money. So that tells you something right there, right? So what is actually going on? Where we are headed? That is the theme of the show today. And I hope I at least made you think. I hope that you... I hope that you continue to listen to this show and I hope that you continue to be entertained by it. From this point onward, we're going to have a guest on each show for a little while and then I'll be back and doing another show like this. I think that it's a nice change of pace every once in a while, but I do have some big names lined up. I can't tell you who that is right now, but soon you will see a new schedule go up on the website. So keep checking back there. I'm about to hit it really hard, believe it or not. I'm about to really put axe to grindstone because it's time. I do have some other letters to read. Why don't I go through some of this real quick? So here's one. This is from Gary P. Daniel, will you please change your outro music? It's an okay song, but too rough on my ears at 3 a.m. Okay, Gary, I don't know why you listen to the show that early. I'm not on live at that time. <laughs> Maybe you work a night shift. I don't know, but fair enough. I do think the outro is a little on the rough side. That was the first theme that I ever made for the show. And really the first song that I ever composed or made on my own. So I don't expect it to be the best in the world. And it doesn't hurt my feelings if you want to be critical of it. I am going to start working on a new musical piece. I'm going to be making a new outro for the show. If you have any ideas, I'm totally open to hearing them. But it's probably going to be just kind of a simple thing to ease people out of the craziness of the show and into the sleeping hours. So it's probably going to be very mellow, but I totally get that. And, and you don't feel like you can't be honest with me or give me your true feelings. Or when you write in or you call in, you can't say whatever's on your mind because I'm, I'm totally open to criticism. I don't think that everything I do is perfect. And yeah, we're going to be having a new outro soon. Um, I got to incorporate some dolphins somehow because this is end of days radio. We're all about the dolphins. Maybe some Michael Jackson woos, some woo, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, God, what's wrong with me? We also have another news story here. It says nuclear war with Korea is closer than ever. Oh, that's not good, right? This is from CNN.com. Former Joint Chiefs Chairman, he says nuclear war with North Korea closer than ever. The United States is closer to a nu nuclear war with New. A former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said Sunday, adding that he does not see the opportunities to solve this to solve this diplomatically at this particular point. 
In an interview on ABC's This Week, Mullen warned that President Donald Trump's provocative rhetoric aimed at North Korean leader Kim Jong-un likely indicates he would prefer to take a more aggressive approach to countering the rogue regime's rapidly evolving nuclear weapons program. Okay, so there's... We've been talking about this on the show quite a bit since it started, and it's scary, but... You got to think of the fact that just recently a North Korean soldier defected and he actually escaped to South Korea. Nobody lit off any nukes. Nobody fired any missiles. Does Kim Jong-un, is he just saber rattling? Does he really have the capability that he claims to? Does he really have that much power to hurt anybody outside of his borders? It's hard to say. I don't want to not take the guy seriously, but it seems to me that President Trump has seriously been calling his bluff lately. And I don't mean to downplay the situation. I understand the threat of nuclear war is extremely scary to many of you out there. It just seems to me he's been calling his bluff. And it seems to me that's what his intention has been. Uh, Trump is very businessman, you know, trying to be very dominant and be in control of things and that seems to be what he planned to do against Kim Jong. And he was talking about that in his campaign. He said he's going to be a lot tougher on these other countries. And he'd, he'd really look up to talk about wanting to be like Ronald Reagan, who was very tough. Supposedly I was just a little kid at the time. And a lot of people, they feel that it's dangerous in that you should be very diplomatic like Barack Obama was. And I definitely have no argument against that. I think that ultimately that's better, right? Because who wants to say the thing or <laughs> press the button or, or throw a wrench into the machine? Who wants to be the cause that will set off a nuclear holocaust or a big war or something like that. But there's so much at play. There's China. China's obviously protecting North Korea. They don't want us to go in there and take over and have our bases right next to their country. They'd be very freaked out. China has been abused by other countries for much of its history. It, it hasn't been a strong country. Now it is. Now it's becoming very strong. But... Um, Throughout the past, there was a lot of exploitation of China, and now they've become very fearful of other countries. They don't want that to happen again. I don't blame them. However, their way of handling things with the communism and all that, that's not the answer either, but we can talk about that another time. Let's move on. Um, okay, I do want to talk a little bit about the Pizzagate feedback. One of the shows I did in the past with Neil Sanders, it's been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of a lot of negative feedback about him debunking Pizzagate, if you want to call it that, if you want to say that he's been debunking. He was very outspoken when he came on the show. He was very Pizzagate's not real. It's just a distraction. It's just it's this. It's that. There's definitely the pedophile network out there. There's definitely the child abuse. But a lot of people are mad because he seemed to be labeling the Pizzagate thing like as a disinfo thing, as a fake sort of distraction. 
a lot of people continue to leave comments on that on YouTube and I continue to hear comments about how dumb that is and how of course Pizzagate is real and of course blah 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 blah. Um I and I don't really answer any of those comments because I don't really know. I don't wanna speak out of my butthole. I don't want to comment on something unless I know for sure. And I see good arguments being made on both sides, but ultimately who cares if it's real? We know that the pedophile networks are real. All we got to do is look at the work of Ted Gunderson, who used to work at the FBI. You just go on YouTube, type that in, watch what he has to say. And then boom, you will believe it is indeed real. And it is. There's been plenty of evidence out there that the widespread child abuse, it's in the government, it's in Hollywood. A lot of people would choose to deny it, to downplay it, but it's very real, and it has been. It's very disturbing, but it has to do with, once again, snuffing out the human spirit, throwing water on that little flame inside of you, uh, suppressing a person's self-esteem, breaking them down. That's, that's what it's all about. That's how they get control of you. They push your vibration down and you become open to a lot of manipulation and who knows, even possession. There's, if you really look into it, if you want to study mind control and the way they do it, it's really sick and disturbing. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but the knowledge is out there. The information, you know, you go online and learn about mind control, MK ultra project monarch, if you want to look into it you and if you want to learn how they break down a person's mind and take control of them then that information is out there but it is real and one of the reasons this show does exist is to try to do anything to counter that to counter all that mind control because it's not just going on in dark corners, in secret, it's also happening to all of us out here. So we got to be aware of it. We got to realize that this is indeed the era in the age of mind control. We got to realize that. We got to be honest with ourselves. And it's very hard for some things to manifest in this world the way it is. Like true love. Like how how can that even happen when we live in a world like this, right? Every everybody's so materialistic and it's so statusy and it's all about money and power and superficial beauty. It's very hard to believe in anything truly hopeful or positive. But we got to keep going. We got to keep trying. This is a new year. It's 2018, and I believe I have rambled on enough and enough. Speaking of ramble on, oh my god, I did want to do a segment on this show where I was going to talk about the best rock bands of all time, one of them being Led Zeppelin. I had a whole thing I wanted to talk about, but I think I'm going to save that because what I would really like to do is I would like to maybe do like a countdown list, like my top three favorite rocks, rock music songs of all time and just play little clips of each one. I think that'd be way cooler. So I'll save that. And until then, remember... Everybody out there, listen to your heart, not your brain. Remember that it is upon you to discover that inner God inside of you, that inner God or goddess. It is up to you to realize your potential and realize your power and 
who and what you really are. So please continue to listen to End of Days Radio and walk hand in hand with me. I'm Daniel. I'm your friend, and I'm captain of this ship, the black ship. We are sailing into the unknown each and every night, well, <laughs> at least once a week here on End of Days Radio. The Seahawks will not be going to the playoffs this year, unfortunately. But that's okay, because there are many other positive things that we can focus on. Besides field goal kickers missing the field goals, but that's enough of that, right? <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry. I, I went off tangent there. I went, I went off on a tangent. But anyway, stay tuned. Pay attention to the website. I will be putting the new schedule up there soon. We've got big things ahead. Please stay addicted to End of Days Radio. And remember to wake the hell up. Constantly raise your awareness. Keep your vibration up. Keep your body healthy. Keep in positive spirits. Don't let the worms creep into your head, baby. Yeah. Until next time, this is Daniel. And this is the end of days. From the beginning. And I was shown that um, uh, that Lucifer would return, that the UN and the Vatican were going to be completely behind it, again, under false pretenses. He's going to show up and say, I'm here to save the day, right? Uh, and, okay, fine, you know. Yeah, of course, ahead, you can try. say whatever you want. But I've always hated censorship. It's the internet. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, once they get you for your first love bite, well, it depends on how aware you are, right? I fucked up my bullets I never had a gun Here I am left standing Am I the only one? For what I see, memories have guilted me. I'll never see the sun. Uh, first of all, as you know, the uh, the Anunnaki and the Draco are enemies. Second of all, underneath Baghdad was a stargate that was created by the Anunnaki so that they could transfer from the middle to the earth. I'll never see the sun I could just end it all But the demons will have one practitioners that you know, some are, are good and some use their magic for good and to heal and to help and others do use it for evil. And, you know, in some cases, you know, people really were. <laughs> this is too much sometimes.